Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and I'm so excited to be here with you. It's so fun. We've got part of our group here with us this morning, part of the retreat group. This is the third day of the retreat and our second podcast together. And I had a special request today, which I'm pretty psyched about. But I just, um, first, I just want to say, <clears throat> if we start our day with gratitude, which uh, today... I personally did. I got up early and I went outside and read my book and played with my puppy and laid in the grass and it was just wonderful. And just to acknowledge like this new baby spider that was on my back deck and the birds singing. This is um, the simple things and yeah, we cannot physically say that this is going to make me money or this has some sort of like, um, you know, return on investment as in like I can physically see it in my bank or in my life. Um, in a, in a physical way, but these are the things that keep us attuned to who we truly are and who we ultimately want to be. And it is the who, this, this who we want to be is the who who knows happiness, who knows unconditional love and <clears throat> will actually be the one to um, create that authentic life, the to recognize an authentic experience and uh, recognize the bliss that is all around all the time. So this is uh, something, if you're listening to this and it's morning, you could pause and just, um, you know, even pause the show and just take some moments to just really appreciate, even if you're in your car, just appreciate, you know, what is really around you, you know, just you know, do you have a beautiful cup of coffee? Are you um, around other people all like going um, safely on their way? You know, what can you appreciate? Can you appreciate that it's sprinkling, that it's sunny, that it's windy, that it's breezy, that it's lovely out? What is it that you can appreciate? So I would recommend doing that and then come back. But our special request today was from my guest, Mina. And Mina wanted to know about channeling, which is really interesting. Um, I I kind of take it for granted at this point. I don't think of it too much. But uh, it channeling, <clears throat> if you're listening <clears throat> and you've never heard of this, or you're listening and you don't really have a knowledge of this, it is not some woo-woo, hooju stuff. This is something everyone is capable of doing. And it has to do with tuning into your heart energy field to be able to receive information. Now, inspired action could be considered channeled. You know, that could be considered a channeled information for you, specifically for you. There are people who bring in information for groups of people. And I do that a couple times a week. And then sometimes I bring in information for an individual. But I find that even the information that comes in for individuals often has greater picture, greater uh, emphasis, and it pulls in really wonderful, universal uh, principles that can be shared again and again and again with many people, not just the one that received it. So it's very, um, 
exciting. So the, the thing with channeling, there's different types and Ella, I'm going to ask you to stay on point with me in case I'm missing something. Cause I no, I know, you know, some stuff that I probably will have forgotten or don't know of. So just be free to like join. Okay. So she's nodding. She's saying yes. So, um, there are different ways to receive information. So my daughter also channels and she receives information. Now, in order to receive information, we have to be willing to be in that relationship. That is one of those co-creative relationships. We have to be willing. First, we are aware that we have the ability. Now, if you've never experienced it, that doesn't mean you can't be aware because I'm telling you right now, you can do it. So now you're aware. <laughs> and then willingness to show up and do it. Just like uh, nothing happens. If you're not willing to show up at the stove, you're not going to get your coffee. So willingness to show up and then willingness to receive, you know, so actually willingness to receive is step four. So we have awareness, we have willingness or, um, yeah, willingness. And then what we have is this letting go. The letting go is just as important as anything else. And it is something you physically do. It is something that you do at a, at a conscious level and then the receiving. So I went over awareness you know, you bring awareness to the fact that you do want to channel, you do channel, you are ready to channel. Willingness, uh, saying yes. Yes is an important word, not maybe, or I might, or I can try. Those are all self-defeating words. We just say yes to the opportunity. Letting go, that's where I wanna spend a little bit of time right now. So letting go is, <sighs> Letting go is this stepping into the unknown. It's leaving the ego behind. It's, I don't know anything and I have no expectations and outcome. This is the letting go. It's the loving unconditionally, whatever is. If something comes, it comes. If something doesn't, it's just as good. It's all happiness. It's all just like ease. And we just let go of our trying, our doing, our you know attempting, and we just allow. So. The letting go is really important. And if you find you you can't channel, then you're trying too hard. <laughs> it's a very simple thing. So you want to let go. And then the receiving is just being in that state. And this is why people meditate. They meditate and they have results because they're letting go and open to receive. So um, what I love to do is center into gratitude. Gratitude is an expansion of love frequency and I highly recommend it for everything you do, whether it's a job interview, channeling, making breakfast, uh, greeting someone uh, you haven't seen or you know, stepping into a relationship with someone. I highly recommend having a thought of gratitude, how much you appreciate this person and send love that way. So we can do that too with channeling rather than approaching like hesitantly or unsure. We can approach with gratitude saying, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. What do you want to share with me, non-physical? I, I love this day. I love my beautiful things. And, you know, non-physical isn't having this physical experience with us. They're having a spiritual experience. So for us to express uh, what it is about this environment that we are appreciating is um, it's kind of like icing on the cake, even for non-physical to to be witness to that, to experience it with you, because that's how we share. So then, uh, whew, so then we can 
express our gratitude. And I do like to express gratitude, say a bunch of things I'm thankful for, and then I ask the question. That is important. If you're gonna channel, it's uh, asking and then receiving, hence the co-creative process. We're co-creating, we ask and then we receive. So we've done the other steps, awareness, willingness, and letting go, and now we ask the question. And the question might have been asked before. You might know, I have a question, I know what it is, so maybe it's already asked, but you make sure that you put that question forward that you want to answer. What's really funny is I've met people who ask a question and they get an answer for what they didn't ask, but they really meant to ask, you know, because deep down we know the real question. And sometimes the answer is answering that rather than this other question. So um, channeling can be received in many ways. It can be received. We have all these senses that we came with and these senses are phenomenal and they're our tools for navigating this reality they're also kind of um how we it's almost like they are our different radios or our receptors for the, our environment so when we are open to receiving information from non-physical we're open to that frequency and so by saying I believe in the frequency of non-physical, I believe I can receive information from there, I know I can receive information, then what we're doing is we're opening up to that frequency. Now, I, I absolutely love when Bella channels. It's so beautiful, and she does it just so effortlessly. She's done it like since she was little, tiny. Um, she's probably done it her whole life. We probably did it as little toddlers too, and don't realize it, and then we got away from it. So. You can hear things, but you're not going to hear it. Some people hear it like someone's talking outside of them, but some of us hear it as though it's being kind of spoken in our thoughts. So you may have received information many, many times and thought, uh, oh, it's just my consciousness or my inner, my inner voice, you know, but that inner voice could be non-physical speaking to you. So we have, um, we can hear things, we can smell. And what's interesting is smell is, um, the smelling, when we smell things, we're not used to using our sense of smell for communication, but it does communicate all the time. So we can smell danger, we can smell love, we can smell fun and joy, and we can smell ease and peace. And so if you're channeling and um, you're receiving through a sense of smell, it's like that has to be then interpreted a little further, right? You have to go, what is the feeling this is bringing up for me? And what's interesting is that as you begin to like kind of feel your way around and you continue to ask the questions, don't stop with one question. If you're unclear on something, then ask for clarity. And so then as you ask the questions, like what does this smell mean to me? Where do I remember smelling this? What does it mean to this question? You know, how does it relate to this question? You will be amazed at the clarity that will begin to happen. I always recommend having a pen and paper. You can um, make notes, you can actually write channeling, but I recommend having a pen and paper because there is, um, when we are channeling, we're, we're operating at usually at one of our highest frequencies we have available. We're not gonna dump down into anger to channel, we're gonna reach up into this love frequency, this gratitude frequency. It can be a very high frequency for a lot of people. It can be the highest frequency you can access. If it is the highest frequency you can access, information that comes in there can be very fleeting. You know, it can come, but it's something that's, like it's actually almost probably 
pushing you to even go higher in frequency. So you want to jot these things down because they can come and go very fast because you're not there. It's not your home base. So this information, new, interesting, fascinating, it's going to be something perhaps you've never thought of or something you've never known. Hence, getting out of the box. We're all stepping out of the box to do this work. So if that is the case, then you want to jot these little messages down. Okay, so you can also uh, feel, and that's an interesting one, you can feel information coming in. You can speak. So this is a lot of times what I'm doing, and I'm doing it right now, so I can receive information and just speak it. So it's almost like you're on autopilot and you're just receiving and spilling, regurgitating. And if that's the case, uh, and then if I'm doing it in a session with someone, I might recommend that they record it because if a lot of information is coming through, then they may not be able to get it all in one sitting. You know, like they get a point here and then they're like, whoa, and it's expanding them, but they're not catching the other stuff and it can be something they could tap into later. So there is the speaking and there is the writing. You know, the writing is partly the hearing and then writing. Uh, we have the auto writing. Um, seems like we have, we can see. Channeling can be done through seeing. We have a lot of seers. And I know some of you have this ability. So when you're seeing things, again, it's coming to you in symbolic form, not necessarily literal form. So when you're seeing things, it's important to recognize like that there's an emotion with that. And you're receiving a package of information and it's showing up in a way that you can interpret it, you can relate to it. So take that information that's coming and so if you saw a bird, what does that specific bird mean to you? How does it relate to you? Uh, if you're um, seeing, um, like Bella channeled for this woman once, and it was so beautiful. And Bella interpreted as she was gonna open a daycare center. And I was like, whoa. And the woman was a little freaked out too because she's she's a corporate lady. She's opening a daycare center in her home. And um, so after a few minutes, I thought about how to assist Bella in having a clear message for this lady. And I said, Bella, tell me what you see. Um, what are, do you actually see? Don't interpret it. You know, so sometimes that's important, especially if you're doing a channel for someone else, to just state the facts and not interpret it. Um, what you're feeling, what you're seeing, just state the facts. So Bella came back and she closed her eyes and she was so fascinated that she could use um, her channeling ability to see because I think she heard God speaking to her. And that's how she interpreted the frequency of what she heard. But what she saw when she looked at it is she saw this woman standing in front of her house and people bringing their children to her. So, and then Bella said she saw them hand her a baby and then um, a little a little child too went with her and she saw toys. And so this is what she saw. And it was like really powerful. Bella doesn't know who this woman is or what she does, but the woman was running for the school board at the time and she was gonna be elected in or not. Yeah, and Bella told her also that she was gonna have a surprise. So Bella is like Bella, you know, she was six years old when she channeled and she said, there's gonna be a surprise in two days for you. And the woman was like completely freaked out because that was when the election would happen. It would like the final vote would be in two days. So this is the kind of thing, we. it's really good to just stay on point with it and not drive it. That's the ego. If you bring the ego into a channel, it's going to derail it into a negative force. So you wanna stay in the flow. I had a friend once who got a reading from 
a woman she trusted who she'd been to many times and a woman freaked her out and told her her husband was going to die. So she called me and I was just, I mean, these are young people. So I was like, oh my goodness. So she calls me and when she tells me, oh my God, you know, my reader told me my husband's going to die. And I just took a breath, right? Because I could tell she was like losing it. I took a breath and immediately I channeled the bigger picture for her, which had a bigger picture was that, and this is interesting, and this is important to this discussion right now. The bigger picture is that wherever you are frequency-wise is how you will interpret the information coming in. Information is information, but everyone can have their own um, spiel on it. So I got to close something here. No, I don't. I don't know why that's stinging. So everyone can have their own spiel on things. So uh, what happened was there was, you know, we have, there is, I don't know if there's a tarot card or whatever, but there's this idea that death can also be a mirror for birth. And so what this woman in her lower frequency was translating was really death. And she was scaring, you know, my friend. But I told my friend, it sounds to me, because my friend was having these dreams too, and I said, it sounds to me like there is an expansion happening, a rebirth, a birth into the new. And this woman is not capable of seeing that because of where she is frequency-wise. It doesn't make her reading wrong. It just means that she interpreted it from where she's at. And my friend, in the meantime, so where they used to be a match and at the same frequency for a long time, now my friend has done a lot of personal work and she's not at that same place. So these are these are helpful things. So do you have a question? question. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that we shouldn't interpret it, right? We should just reflect it out as reflect it out as what we see, right? Yes. So even though like that woman was at a lower frequency, it was better if she wouldn't have interpreted things, right? Instead, she would have just stated what she saw. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know what she saw. Oh, I see. Okay. And maybe, um, maybe she couldn't see it any other way because if if her frequency, right, was low then maybe the information, which was rebirth, looked like death to her. Right. Maybe, you know, like to a lower frequency, rebirthing is scary. It is death. It is the unknown. Right. And the other question was that I was thinking that when we channel for ourselves, right, so we can actually write down, note down exactly what we see. So that would be free of interpretation. Right? That's if you see it. What if you're just hearing it? What if you just write what you hear? It, everyone... Oh, yeah, their sure, own sure. Way. Yeah. But I meant that something that there is no interpretation attached to it. Whatever we see or whatever we hear, right? Whatever we yes. receive, we just note it down. Yes. But then if you want to apply it to our life, we should somehow interpret it so that it is applicable to our life, right? Or you could ask for an unbiased opinion too because sometimes when we start to do interpretation, if it's something that's very heavy to us or like, oh, this relationship is so important, I don't want to lose it, yeah. we interject at that point. And sometimes it's nice to have viewpoints it could be viewpoints if you have multiple people you trust that you can say hey what does this sound like to you what does this mean to you uh in relationship to me you know because a lot of times our friends can see things clearer if we've been struggling with something they might have a clearer input i trust my women friends so much when it comes to me in relationships because i tend to lose myself in relationships so i made a, um i lose myself in like a partner relationships and that to me is like it's exhausting. And when I have friends who go, well, I knew it. I could see you were doing this. I want that information. You know, I want that information from the other person. 
So um, now I just, whatever my girlfriends tell me, go with that. <laughs> but, but as far as this goes, I think what you're going to find is the more you practice it, the, the more information you're going to receive and you're going to love it. So when we channel, right, we're getting information. So here's a, a, a simple channel. You go and you have a question in your heart, right? And you put out your oracle cards and you pick a card. That card has standardized information for that card. They tend to not change, but I think mine change sometimes. And um, you pull the card and you read it. You immediately can feel how it applies to you. Mm -hmm. And you are giving it somewhat of an interpretation, but because you're open to receiving at your highest place, right? You're going to pull that card and you're going to receive this lift from it. Right? You're going to be like, oh, I get it. I have to be, you know, still. I have to listen or I have to take action you know like the cards have these wonderful things on them I use numbers all the time you know so if I receive numbers I consider that information you know like and so it you know we're almost always channeling we just don't realize it we're receiving information uh, that's beyond you know what is literal what is actual mm -hmm. so Ella can you think of anything no actually you did great and uh, I just have to listen to everything at the end make sure I Got it. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So let me feel if there was, because uh, I wanted to, to catch up there with Ella. Now let me think if there's other information. So we have different kinds of channeling. We have this thing called automatic channeling. And I've talked to, well, almost each of you about this at different times. Um, and it has to do with asking questions. So if we wanted to dive into an area of our life that isn't working for us, say it's our career or a relationship, we can write on a, um, a piece of paper. Um, my belief about relationships is, now it's interesting because what happens is sometimes this is an unconscious belief. Sometimes we don't know. Like it, if we've been working with this stuff, we can go, I know what my belief about relationships is. But sometimes if we're in a, rela if we're in a relationship that's not working, then there is something driving it. And often it's a program or belief that's running the show from below. So you can sit down with a piece of paper and go, my belief about relationships is, and just let it come out and what's coming out and just watch as your pen writes. Now, what's really cool is that a lot of times we want to channel about something that is important to us. And if it's important to us, we can find that the ego drops in. Because, oh, I'm worried about what I might hear. I'm scared about what I might find out about myself. And so uh, the ego pops in. Now, how we get around that ego is to keep the pen to the paper. The ego doesn't know what you write, which is a beautiful thing. So you can just let things happen. Now, there is this one saying I stumbled on once, and it was so awesome. And then I'm going to see what you have to ask. And it was that the imagination is the, um, wait, the imagination is, and I know I've said this on a podcast before, it's like the door to the intuition, all right? So we fuel the imagination. Uh, you say your imagination is your intuition. Yeah, but for, so if we can play, so if you can just play, you know, they say fake it till you make it. So if you're channeling, just write my belief about relationships is, and if you feel stumped, write something that feels comfortable, write something that feels easy. But what happens is as you get used to this, things start to pour out. Like I was channeling, it's really bizarre, but like in third grade, I remember channeling my assignment for creative writing. And it was so funny, it made me laugh. I was like writing and all this stuff was pouring out the story. It wasn't anything like about my life, 
but non-physical was co-creating with me to write this story and it was so cool and um I, I wish I had that story but my mom wasn't really you know present <laughs> so the it was lost but I remember reading it afterwards and it made me laugh it was like someone else wrote the story do you know what I mean and I was reading it for the first time is it the kind of writing that you should write non-stop not leave the not let the pen leave the paper or something well there is that yeah you can do that but if you can tell that you're staying out of the way if you can tell that you're still in a state of letting go then you can you can yeah. have moments like I have moments where I'm just like open and just letting more information sometimes I go back because I get distracted I've learned to channel with distraction which is crazy I've learned to channel in the living room with my daughter interrupting me and things happening and people calling and I've learned to just pause it's almost like you hit pause on the tv show or something pause and then um do that thing which is like <clears throat> bringing me into a different and then coming back but sometimes when I come back, I have to go back and read a couple sentences to help me to recenter on exactly where I was. Or I'll channel from who knows where. I'll channel from like, oh, like this spot. Because the information is just keeps coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask that it's probably practicing, right? But then how do you make yourself like get out of your own way? Like how would you shut off your brain so that it does not interpret what you are writing? It doesn't go back. Remember last time you said that you shouldn't go back and fix a writing yes. or a typo or anything. So how do you do that? Is it that you just try not to think at all and just write? Yeah, you're not thinking. You're not thinking because that's part of the letting go. Yeah. You, you're, you're letting go. It's just like if you've, I mean, if you've meditated, most likely you've let go and you know when your brain is active and you know when it's not. Yeah. If you can go sit outside and just look at nature, you can tell the difference of brain active, which means suddenly you're not outside in nature. You're somewhere else yeah. versus in nature. So it's just, it's up to us to recognize um, when we've got derailed. And you know what? If you're doing um, writing and you get derailed, you're usually not even thinking about the channel at this point. You're, you're somewhere else. So you're not controlling it. You're just somewhere else. And so letting go means letting go of all of that and just coming back. So it can be a form of meditation, you know, but if you also are having trouble because emotions are getting in the way, which they can, you might have a problem with a friend or something that's your, your brain's going there. If your brain's going there and it's altering your emotional state, then you have to correct your emotional state. And we do that by coming back to gratitude. So you, you know, these, these channels, if they're just for you, you can always put a little parentheses and then write gratitude statements in the middle of it to recenter and then go back and then continue where you were. Yeah, and you can channel, if you find that channeling for you works better by talking to someone, you can use the recorder on your phone and you can channel that way. Like I'm doing this podcast as though I'm speaking to other people who I don't know and I don't know who's listening, but I use that as my why to speak out loud right and to channel because all of this for me is pretty much channeled i get a little nudge here a little nudge there um but it's just i go on autopilot to speak and i use my phone to record it now sometimes i go back and i listen to a podcast and don't like you know just it comes on or i generally don't listen to my podcast but sometimes i'll stumble on one and for whatever reason it'll play 
and I'll be listening, I'll be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> that's so good to hear. Or I'll be rewriting my channels from Tuesday nights. I'll type them into my computer at a later date and I'll be typing away and I'll be like, oh my, this is like amazing. And I find that the messages are very timeless. You know, they, they, they're very timeless. It doesn't matter. Um, it's not specific to a moment in my life. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. They can be reapplied again and again. And the beautiful thing is these truths grow with us. So the channels that you write for yourself are applicable now, but then you'll read them in two or three expansions down the road and you'll find more depth because they expand with you. You know, your frequency can read into them in a way it couldn't read at that time. Just like the person who's reading from a low frequency for someone versus someone who's reading from a high frequency. Mm -hmm. All the information's there, mm -hmm. it's just how you're interpreting it. Mm -hmm. It's so delicious. Nice gives me goosebumps. <laughs> Does anyone else have questions about channeling or Ursula? No. No? Okay. Shalimar? Um, Shalimar, so. do you, you don't, but Shalimar, you channel, don't you? Yeah. So I why don't you share your experience? Because honestly, it's like, I'm not the only one. <laughs> so, um, I guess where I find a block in channeling is, um, I mean, you mentioned it before is when you try to put like, um, when you try to think or like put like you know like like what you interpret it you know when you try to interpret it like just yesterday when I was doing a session on Jade um so when we do when um when I when we do Reiki we're taught certain um areas to put your hands in your body so I was in this um kind of like zone of uh trying to you know like listen to my intuition more instead of just following what I need to do and it told me like um you know strange things like Put your hands on your wrists. I've never done that before, ever. You know, so I did, and then it was like on the feet, which is another spot that, like, right in the bottom, which is another spot you don't like really do. And I was really like listening to it, like telling me when to move, when to stop, when to stay, or what to do next. And so, like, that was really cool for me because I was actually channeling. But I know that like I will get out of the zone or stop myself when I try to put logic to it mm -hmm. or when I um, am giving other people advice when they come to me with uh, questions on like what they need to do or, or like just issues that they're having I'll start and then I'll for some reason I'll try to like you know try to make it sound good or like try and um you know, put like logic to it almost. And then I just kind of feel like it ends and then it just kind of fades away, you know? But when I'm, I notice that when I'm really not paying attention to the other person is when I do like my best and, and, and like most heavy channels when I'm not paying attention. That's why when I told me, like yesterday when I told you close your eyes, like it'll help you like speak, like that's almost what I need to do. Like I can't even acknowledge the person that I'm talking to in order to actually like, channel and then when I do that it's just it's so heavy and it just flows and I feel like I can't stop talking or like I can't like even keep up with what I'm saying yes you know and it feels like so it's and it's so fun and I just think like oh it's just me talking you know but like like that's when I really feel like I do it best is when I'm not even acknowledging that there's anyone there with me and like it just goes yeah and that's how that's how that's a great I, I love that you said that I love it so the logic thing is, and the word trying you used a few times. So get back to recognizing and listen, because it's so wild. You remember Bella said, you know, you, you hear, mm. you hear what you speak, you know? And so when we um, get, 
start doing your affirmations around doing it. Just do it. Yeah. Just and, state um, that you're doing it. Just do it. Just know it. Yep. Just know it and do it. And, um, and then uh, it'll help you to come back to center faster. You know, and that gratitude is so huge. Yeah. I love, I love that you're doing it. It's so cool. And yeah. I know you've shared it before and it's just really neat. Yeah, no, I, I love doing it. It's just, you know, when I get into those modes of like, I need to interpret what this means or like I sit there and I'm nervous about what they think that I'm saying, that's when I like really trip up and I'll stop. And then I'm like, what happened? Like, it's almost like you snap out of it, mm-hmm. you know, but when the two, the two areas is when I'm don't care about what they think and when I'm not interpreting it or I don't even notice that anyone's there is when I do my best. That's the letting go. No expectation and outcome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Jade, are you channeling yet? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I might have just <laughs> got a... Pass the mic. Go ahead, Jade. What's um, going on? <laughs> I, I, I do a little bit, but my issue is when... Um, I I guess it's like how to control it because it comes in the form of a vision and then I have no idea what's going on around me because all I'm seeing is that vision and then I snap out of it and I'm like, oh, I'm driving. (laughs) 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 I'm like, well, that's not good. (laughs) I can't do this. Like that, that's like a problem or like I'll be cleaning, <laughs> I'll be cleaning and walking at the same time and then I'll get like this vision and then almost walk like into the door or something. Okay. So Have I, you ever hurt yourself channeling? No. Okay. So this is, I just want to, I just want to put some, I just want to put a package around this so that you can know that you're okay. Don't, yeah. <laughs> controlling channeling is not necessary. I think what you want to do is um, be in your power so you can guide it, not control it. You know, yeah. be the guide of it. Be the, be the, you know, be the manifester. You know what I mean? Be the co-creator yeah. with it. So um, the fact that it's dropping in, your family has a, a, a line of seers and stuff in it. And so you're just catching up. And sometimes it's like a kid. It's like, I just learned to walk, so I'm running. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's I what it feels swim. like, too. <laughs> okay, so enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. And it's all good. And this is what I wanted to say, though. When I was in Medjugorje, I went on a pilgrimage when I was 19. And uh, with these Catholic nuns, it was like free trip, so I was in. <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. my parents were paying for it. So I was in. It was my first trip to Europe. And what they talked about was the fact that we went to this, um, we went to this uh, church where Mary was appearing to these children, and there was a priest there who was doing blessings, and and I mean I can't remember all the logistics of it, but I do remember that when he would bless people, there were people that would be hit so hard by it that they would fall down in the pews. And I don't know if you know Catholic pews. There's like kneelers and there's. You, you have to really work your way around stuff and there's hard wood um, backs to benches and sides to benches. So people would just fall like flat. They would just get blessed. Oh, I, that's what it was. He was going down and he would do a blessing. And so he would put his hand on them and they like fall flat, like just like a board, uh-huh. you know, and no one ever got hurt. No one ever got hurt. So there's something about uh, when you're in the state of this, channeling euphoria bliss uh uh state of state of spirit that you will not get hurt 
So I want you to know that. And I heard this thing once, and I think I read it in a book, like maybe Disappearance of the Universe or something, and they were talking about people who um, you have your unconscious and your conscious, and this cracked me up. And it said, don't worry about it. Your unconscious is driving the car. <laughs> and we think in many cases your unconscious does a better job than your conscious. <laughs> so don't, don't worry. You're okay. So I think that that's a really good thing to remember too. It's like yeah. don't uh, feel like this is evil. It's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I mean <laughs> the extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be the extreme. But for other people, I mean, you're handling it really well. But for other people, they might be like, oh, I can't have this creeping up. It's going to take over my life. It won't. Yeah. It won't. It's just a matter of learning how to work with it, to be a guide with it, you know, to guide it. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's so cool, Jade. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it because I'm, in, I'm like, oh, this is, like, really cool. And I, but, like, I do a better, I feel like I do a better job when it involves other people uh-huh. compared to myself. So I want to be able to do it for myself as well as like hone in on other people. Okay, so this is the answer. It's really simple. Okay. <laughs> I see for myself and I do a beautiful job. I see for myself and I do a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's important because anything that we project outside will always stay outside. So I project into the future. I want to be able to do it for myself. We just bring it in. We just bring uh-huh. it into this now moment. Everything you want, just bring it into the now moment. You know how we do on Tuesday nights, we say, and I love my beach house, yeah. and I love my friends coming to visit my beach house and going <laughs> swimming in the ocean with me, and you know, we do this. Yeah. We bring it into the now moment, and so often I see the magic happen with that. I never see the magic happen when people are putting it outside, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Mina, do you have another question? Oh, no, I was just trying to absorb what you were saying. So putting it outside, you mean like putting it for the future? Yes. Or, right. or, so you bring it to yes. the present moment? It bring it into present moment. Okay. So I haven't done any channeling, so I don't have any experience with that. I don't have anything to add in here. That's okay. But, That's yeah. okay. But you may find once you start that you've, you've had experience with it and you just didn't realize oh, it. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. You know, I think all of us have done that probably, right? Without yeah. knowing that it's... Absolutely. Channeling. Well, you know, it's funny because... um. I, I'm an artist, I do art, but I used to tell people, you know, like it's all co-creative process, so I don't really feel like I can take a lot of, like, I can't, I don't feel I can take a lot of ownership of saying, oh, you know, I did this, mm-hmm. because I can't do it again. You're like, we did this. <laughs> we did this <laughs> We did it. And so, I mean, for a while I was saying, well, you know, the art's kind of just channeled or whatever, but, um, but then I felt like now I'm kind of pushing off any credit, you know, like in a way. So I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's my art. You know, I did it, but it, it I, I can't own it at that level that I'm some sort of artist who you say, oh, I love this piece. Can you make one for me? Now, my friend, Mike Bryce up in Rhode Island, professional artist, phenomenal. He can whip out another one, another one, another one. Very similar because he has trained mm-hmm. technique and I don't have trained technique. All I have is the next inspired action, mm-hmm. you know, which is a form of, of channeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Vera, do you have any questions about channeling? No. You're good? I, no, I, I don't have any experience like that. Maybe I had it, as you said, but uh, I don't remember. Well, start to think back when you were children and, you know, someone called and the phone rang and you knew who it was. You know, I used to do this all the time. I always knew who was on the phone. And um, 
it was really bizarre. You know, it was really bizarre. And then I lost the knack. <laughs> Something you haven't liked, for example, uh, with one of my close friends or family, when we are sit somewhere and we start singing the same song at the same time. Is it the kind of channeling? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because we, I mean, there's the, there's the, the experience where you can say, oh, we're all like on the same wavelength. But what it is, is you have like, um, unconsciousness that is sending, um, love or an, uh, a frequency and all of you being that you are family, right. Can interpret that frequency the same way. And sometimes it scared me because I was thinking about something, I don't know, bizarre. And I don't know, is it was that same mind to the another person beside me or? It could that, be, it could yeah. be that, it could be that, see, it's frequency and you interpret it that way. So you said, uh, sometimes it scares you because you, you think of something that's what? What was the word used? Something bizarre. Bizarre. Okay. Yeah. So, um. So something bizarre. So the frequency that is bizarre is what you picked up and then you had an interpretation of it. Your mind then, you see this is a tricky part. Mind is a tool. And so when you have a feeling of bizarre, then our autopilot says go to the mind to ask, not go to the heart. And when we go to the mind to say, ooh, what could possibly be bizarre? Your mind goes through a, a file cabinet after file cabinet of experience, past experience that you've had to make sense, that's the logical thing, to make sense of this bizarre feeling. And it tries to rationalize it. But what could be happening is the person sitting next to you is giving off the frequency of bizarre and you're picking it up like a radio. Yeah. You're picking up their, their signal. Yeah, isn't it simple? Yeah, and, and very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of interesting and simple. Yeah. So um, anyway, I think this was great. Did you want to say something else, Shalomar? You're good. No, I'm good. Oh my God, this was so awesome. So um, for everyone listening, if you want to contact Shalomar, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I'm starting my own podcast. It's totally possible. Yeah. I'm gonna start my own podcast. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love it. Say it again in case they didn't hear it. It's totally possible I'm going to start my own podcast. Channels from Shal. <laughs> I love it. The Shal Chan. The Shal Chan. All right. So this is awesome. I've got to get back on here to get my extra. Um, thank you all for being with us today. And oh my gosh, I put an extra. Get this going here. So uh, have a wonderful day. And go around, find some things to be gratitude about. And if you feel adventurous, get a notepad and go through the steps to see um, what can come through for you. And the simplest way is to check out your belief systems. Also, if you don't like the belief system you wrote down, then consciously delete, destroy, and uncreate it and rewrite it. Write the one you really want. This is awesome. So wonderful. Have a lovely, lovely day. We love you. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fawcett, host of That Happiness Show.